Hi, today we're doing a self-analysis and my name is Fida. So obviously, as you should know by now, we have three characters on this channel. We have me, we have Viv, and we have Madame. So today I'm going to do a self-analysis and today I'm going to be talking about protecting your energy. Let's see how far we can go. It's not going to be a long video. Protecting your energy. I'm somebody that grew up or I'm somebody that has always had expansive energy that people can use as fuel. Do you get me? So it meant being subjected to all kinds of users and abusers growing up that saw the energy that I had. I wanted that as a generator to psych them up. So this is me being used as an emotional punching bag. This is friends trying to pull me down, you know, cousins, parents, all kinds of things. Because obviously I have my energy and they're intimidated because a lot of people are basic bitches. So I understand that. But... As I got older and I started to understand who I am, I started to understand the kind of energy I embodied. And Viv has an episode on her podcast called Knowing Your Energy, so you can check it out. I started to understand my energy and then I realized something. Access is so important. Access is currency. The same way energy is currency. And when you stop giving someone that, when you, you deny somebody access or revoke somebody's access, there's power in that. There's power in knowing who deserves your power. There's power in knowing who deserves your energy. I, who, what have I not heard from different people? Oh, I miss your energy. Oh, I love your energy. That I need more of your energy. Like they want to hang out with me. I'm not your fucking battery. You get me? I didn't take offense then, but later on I was like, huh, you know, that's a tell. So if anybody comes to me again talking about they miss my energy, they want my energy, zero, you know, I'm not a fucking fuel source or something. But protecting your energy, I'm going to give a few examples. I've, and this is what you should be careful of. Be careful of opportunistic friends. Be careful of opportunistic family members because they, they lie in the same category. People that want to make sure that they position themselves in a very good place in your life so that when you make it, when you're successful or when the light starts to touch you, they're able to sidle up and get some of that. Be careful of those people that are friends with you in the hopes that later on you help further their life. And be careful of those friends most especially because they'll make you seem as if it's the most natural thing for you to do based on the friendship, okay? How can you be careful of these people by how they make you feel? When you know that you're in a valuable dynamic with someone, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a family relationship, whether it's a partnership, you will know by how you feel. Do they pour into you? Are you receiving something of value? Do you feel like they're adding something to your life? Most of the time, these people, people that are opportunistic, people that want something from you, they're most times give um, takers. It may be the little things, your time, your energy, phone calls, all of that, you know. And these people, in order to feel like they're doing something, in order to feel like they're giving that illusion of friendship, they go to the easiest way of connecting with someone by engaging in material stuff. It could be, oh, they buy this for you. They send you money. Because it's the, it's the, is it, like I want to say it's the cheapest form. It's the cheapest form of connecting, if I'm being honest. It's not something that I downgrade or look down on, but because I've been surrounded by people that are very malicious and nasty, and they secretly, me, I'm intuitive, so all these people despise me. You could always tell in the little dirty looks when you're not looking, the passive-aggressive jabs, the 
the incessant needs to bring you down when they see that you're about to be successful these are the people in your life that are trying to make it seem like they are good for you so imagine these same people doing all of that to me and then still buying me gifts doing this i'm not a stupid person like i i even started to make a joke to myself that wow it's so funny how abusive people are the ones that buy the best gifts or buy the most gifts actually not the best they buy the most gifts they they do the most they do the most giving I'm somebody that gives, right? But I never give with the intent of luring somebody in. It's, it's a cheap form of luring somebody in. I give in order for people to know that I care about them. And when I give as is a material stuff, best believe that I'm giving like five times more emotional stuff to wrap that gift around. Does that make sense? It's not just a physical thing. These people that are opportunistic can't do that because they don't really care about you. So the material way of gift giving and all of that is the only thing that they can do to connect. They don't have anything inside. So that's how you know that these people are not for you. That's protecting your energy from the right person. Secondly, protecting another way you can protect your energy is by being very fucking woke. And like I said, access, boundaries, so fucking important. You always have to be careful of how you feel when you hung out with someone. When your thoughts go back to conversations you've had and you hear the slides, the passive aggression, one thing that I know for sure is that never be afraid of saying goodbye. Never be afraid of pulling your energy back. Never be afraid of distancing. When, if you find yourself in those situations, don't be afraid of removing yourself. Don't be afraid of removing somebody's access to you. Don't be afraid of pulling back. And I'll tell you a little secret. When you pull back your energy from those that you're suspecting are not actually who they are or are not actually valuable to you in the way that you bring value to a relationship, that's when the phone calls are going to be a lot more. That's when the messages are going to come in talking about, oh, I'm thinking of you. Oh, I've not heard from you. Is everything okay? But when I was comfortably there, you were not doing that work. Now you felt that I've tugged my energy. That's how you know that these people were siphoning them. That's how you know. That's how you know. So keep your eye out. When you pull your energy back from people that you're unsure of, Trust me, if you if you get those incessant calls, the messaging, the looking for you, it's because they no longer feel your presence charging them up and they need a top up. I promise you. So many people have done that for me. I've seen it all the time. Calls, 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 incessant calls, incessant messaging. There was one entitled ex-best friend who, you call yourself my best friend, but you don't remember any of my birthdays and your excuse is that I'm not a birthday person. I don't give a flying fuck. You're blocked. So I feel as though I stopped talking to that person. I stopped answering messages. If there's something about me, I know my energy blesses anything that it like touches yes so like i said energy is currency i'm not going to give it to anybody that is not deserving of it so i pulled my energy back you're not even worth it in the first place that's why the energy was pulled back so said person started to call me back to back to back to back to back guy you're not even my best friend anymore time has passed and you're calling me back to back in one particular moment when he was getting ready to call me back i just blocked him in the middle of it and that's how I finish my games. There are some people that do not deserve those conversations. They do not because the the dynamic is rooted in ego. My my relationships are not rooted in ego. They are rooted in love. They are rooted in heart connected relationships. And I'm only deeply connected to people that genuinely love me. Me, I know what 
hate looks like i know what evil looks like i know what fake friendships look like i know what fake relationships look like so best believe that if i see a smidget a smudge of it in a new dynamic i'm chances are i'm not going to have a conversation i'm just going to go because i'm not going to wait till it becomes something bigger to talk about or address i'm going to leave and everybody has a different strategy me the people that I've come in contact with have not required conversations for me to have before I leave. No, they've not had that. I'm going to talk about it more with Viv on the podcast, but on ghosting. Those people have not been worth it. Those are the kind of people that I leave. No, people that harbor bad vibes towards you secretly. I grew up in bad vibes, so I'm very well versed in what they look like. So my thing is, this is how you protect your energy. Revoking access, pulling your energy back, keeping an eye out, you know. The tells are there. The way you feel is there. How do you feel when you're with them? How do you feel after them? I had this ex-best friend, another one, that was very much a frenemy. This person and I had been friends since uni. This person was a frenemy. The person hated my guts. But I didn't know. I just felt like, oh, that's how they are. The dirty looks they give me when I'm not looking. The shady comments. The passive aggression. The need to put down everything that I do. You're stupid. And that's why you're not my friend anymore. And when I stopped being friends with that person, my life didn't change in any way. The only thing is that I wasn't getting more gifts. You get me? Because that person was very much a gift giver. Giving the best gifts, you know? But apart from that, they couldn't give me anything here because they truly hated me. What was I trying to say about that person? I had that best friend, right? Ex-best friend. And when I realized that this person wasn't my friend and I pulled the energy back, I could see them for who they were. I could see that, oh, wow, you really were just my friend. So that when things started to happen, you could now get something out of it. I can never have a friend in me in my camp. You would never find that happening. You would actually get the fuck out before anything can happen. So I never wait for things to get bigger to address. This um, like this expert friend, once I realized that this person actually hates me, I didn't say, oh, why do you hate me? I've noticed, see? Because if you're befriending a certain type of people, best believe they don't have the emotional intelligence to have those conversations. Would I say that I wasn't emotionally intelligent myself? No, I think I was born emotionally intelligent. But I don't feel the need to share that energy with everybody. No many people are worthy. And I was not befriending worthy people at the time. Yeah. So I remember there was one particular person that I tried to have that conversation with to see whether it would work. The person was so pissed at the truth. I don't roll with basic bitches. So yeah, all those people were basic. So the point now is that now I have a more refined group of people. I have heart-led connections, heart-to-heart connections. I have people that see me, respect me, and vice versa. I have people that I can give, and I know that I'm receiving a lot back, you know? Reciprocal relationships. So it's about identifying those things, about seeing those things, knowing how you feel, and then curating the people in your life. Because this life is art. Not everybody needs to be in this space with you. You are a darling. Like, you need to have your security system up. The high standards. Give them. Me, I always say to myself that this is an exclusive party. There's a bouncer at the door. And sometimes, I'm good with that. Like, I'm very good at letting people in. Because when we were growing up, we used to bring in strays all the time. Strays used to stay in our house, anyhow. So, it was cool. So, strays used to come to me sometimes, you know. I'll befriend people that I hardly know and all of that. It's not hard for me to bring people in and it's not hard for me to get them out. So I think that's the beauty of that. I'm very well okay with my boundaries. I'm, I have a big, open, loving heart. And 
um, I have the security system to back it up. So if you're, if you know you're that kind of person, I hope that these, these pieces of advice have helped you because I think I'm going to be going deeper into them as I talk more about my life because I'm going to use my life as a case study for self-analysis. Thank you for listening.